Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Is the FCS Fever Podcast, where we turn up the heat on FCS football, available wherever you get your podcasts. The FCS Fever Podcast is presented by Betfred Sports and part of the Aaron Torres media feed. I'm Chris Sylvester, and this is our week four recap show. After a hiatus last week, I admittedly was quite under the weather last week, perhaps uh, had a, a dose of the FCS fever. Uh, but we're back. We're rolling. We're excited to break down week four. Later this week, we'll be previewing week five, which will be the first weekend of October. I think October's a month where contenders separate themselves from pretenders. Obviously, you get into the meat and bones of conference play. But the FCS Fever podcast, it's presented by Betfred Sports. When you play in the Betfred Sportsbook, no one gives out more free bonuses than Betfred. The more you bet, the bigger the bonus. The good news, they'll be putting out lines for FCS games all season long. They are committed to being the best book anywhere for fans of FCS football. Betfred, one of Europe's biggest sports books, started in 1967 by Fred Dunn. They're now in the U.S., and they've hit the market in a big way. Official betting partners of the Denver Broncos, Colorado Rockies, and the Cincinnati Bengals currently licensed in Arizona, Colorado, Iowa, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Louisiana, Washington, and soon Ohio. Sign up today, place a $50 bet this weekend, and Betfred will give you a bonus $250 for betting. Nobody does more for their betters than Betfred Sports. All right, hashtag fear the FCS. It's, you know, it's bittersweet because we're getting out of this juncture of the season where you have a lot of the FCS-FBS matchups. You have a lot of the interesting out-of-conference matchups between teams. I'm a big fan of the Missouri Valley Big Sky Challenge. We've already seen a couple of other conferences, Lockhorns, like teams from the SOCON and CAA meet, Big South. I mean, it's, it's honestly... Like, when you get back into college football, this is what you get. You you get, like, the NDSU Arizona, the South Dakota State Iowa, these juicy matchups that we've seen on the future schedules for years, and now it's like, okay, can the FCS team hang around? Well, we got a chance to throw around our favorite hashtag this time of year. 
O'Hara takes it himself, dives, touchdown, Sacramento State. Second rushing touchdown here of the afternoon for the senior quarterback. What an absolutely dominant performance by Sacramento State. The Hornets, number five in the FCS. And look, you look at the resume thus far. A week one win against Utah Tech. They had no problems taking care of business in that game. They had a bye week, week two. They go inside the Unidome and they win by a couple of possessions. And this past weekend, and we saw it coming. I mean, they were favored in the game. Weren't favored by much. The line was about four and a half, depending on wh where you saw the line. But Sacramento State, they collect a $400,000 check, almost half a million. They go to Colorado State, and they win by 31 points, 41-10 over the FBS foe out of the Mountain West. It's not a good year for the Mountain West. Mountain West football is, is down. Boise's not good. San Diego State's not good. You know, Colorado State, they're winless. They might be the worst FBS team in the country, but with that scholarship discrepancy, everything else that the FBS schools have an advantage over the FCS on, this was pretty sweet to see. That audio is courtesy of the Mountain West Network. Asher O'Hara, he plays in that two-quarterback system for Troy Taylor with Jake Dunaway. O'Hara, a perfect 10-for-10 10 10 passing. Threw for a touchdown, ran in two touchdowns. You heard one of them. Sac State never trailed. Hornets are 3-0. and You put that resume up against others in the top five, you could make an argument that Sac State should be the top-ranked team in the country. I'm not a big fan of how rankings work in college football. I, th I think they're a little better at the FCS level, and I kind of love how we can pick and choose at so many different top 25 polls in the FCS, right? you got the stats. you got the hero sports. you got the coaches poll. Our friends at FCS Nation Radio have a poll. I mean, it's it's not hard to just – I mean, we, we, if, we wa if we really wanted to, we really wanted to push a, our FCS fever top 25 poll, we could do it. It, it would get some traction. We're not going to enter the fold at this juncture. Maybe maybe in the future, but man, Sac State, if you had any doubt about them after they had lost one big Sky game the last two seasons they participated in, remember they sat out the spring campaign last year, Troy Taylor, you, you just hope he could stay at Sac State, right? I mean, you just hope that this guy can stick around for a while and continue to make this program the juggernaut out of the big Sky that it's become. Like, it's, it's not just an explosive offense anymore. Like, their defense is good. Their offensive line play is terrific. I think many expected them to win this game. I don't know if many expected them to win this game by you know, five possessions. And that's what happened. Sac State opens big sky play at Cal Poly this weekend. Your boy on the ESPN Plus call if you have a chance to check it out late night, 8 p.m. Eastern. 5 p.m. out west, Pacific. And then, of course, Sac State. They've got their first ever linear national TV broadcast later in October when they host Montana. What a doozy that's going to be, right? Sac State, they've, they've had Montana's number of late. That, that was one of the more impressive performances of the weekend. There were certainly some other really good performances elsewhere. Look, North Dakota State, they're on the ropes for a minute against South Dakota. South Dakota... 
in the Dakota Dome, had a 17-10 lead over the Bison at halftime. And, and you really started to wonder at that point. I, I, personally, I, I didn't think there was any world where North Dakota State was going to lose that game. But uh, South Dakota, they hadn't really impressed me the first three weeks of the season. Uh, they lost against a really good K-State team that just beat Oklahoma, beat the brakes off Oklahoma this past weekend. So there's no shame in that. I really don't think there's a shame in losing at Montana. There's two-touchdown game somewhere in, in that neighborhood at Washington T. Grizzly Stadium. But South Dakota, they made an offensive coordinator change. They beat Cal Poly in a game where they let up more than 500 yards of total offense, and all of a sudden you, you get that score alert, and they're up 17-10 on the Bison. Now North Dakota State, they put together a monster second half. Their defense pitched a shutout in the third and fourth quarters. They scored 24 points after the break. They win 34-17. Uh, they're still the team to beat. Cam Miller, 10 to 19, 120 yards, did throw a pick. But they don't rely on Cam Miller to do a whole lot. I think we, we kind of saw that in the Arizona game. And uh, to a fault, I keep, I mean, for me, that NDSU-Arizona game for an FCS fan, forget being an NDSU fan, but like for an FCS fan, that was like the most hyped I had been going into an FCS-FBS matchup in a long time. Just because... FBS foes have been ducking North Dakota State for forever, it felt like. Since 2016, six years. And it, it was a different flavor for them to come out west. Hunter Lepke put himself on the map in, in that game in Tucson. Goes for 20 carries, 146 yards, two touchdowns. This guy right now is my Walter Payton Award front runner. Really good. Talented runner, smart runner, and just tough to break down, right? Listed as a fullback, he can line up as a tailback and, <laughs> and wreak havoc. NDSU rolls 34-17. You know, South Dakota State, much of September, obviously it was disappointing that loss they had 7-3 at Iowa. And, and now that we've seen Iowa play a little bit since then, really no shame in losing to the Hawkeyes. I mean, that defense really might be one of the best in college football. But South Dakota State, you know, they kind of limped by UC Davis. Davis is a good football team. I'm not taking anything away from Davis. I think there's a world where Davis can kind of get some things together and maybe make a run at the FCS playoffs. But this past weekend, hosting Missouri State, and Missouri State, as you know, had Arkansas on the ropes for like three and a half quarters. And I was really interested to see how South Dakota State on the road in Springfield, how that offense would fare. How th how they'd be able to defend Jason Shelley, who was doing a lot of good things the previous week in SEC country against the top 10 FBS team. 7 nothing at the half. And then, I think you saw flashes of what all the preseason hype was around South Dakota State. Mark Gronowski... For the first time this fall, I thought, looked like the Mark Gronowski of the spring 2021 season. The Missouri Valley Offensive Player of the Year, Freshman of the Year. 22 of 29, 319 yards, four touchdowns. Isaiah Davis had a nice day on the ground, 20 carries, 83 yards. And that South Dakota State defense, I, I, I feel like 
everybody was talking about their offense, in large part because Coach Stiglmeyer came out and said, hey, this might be the best offense I've ever had at South Dakota State, which is saying a lot considering the offenses they've had, especially in recent memory. But they, they handled Missouri State's attack way better than Arkansas did the week before. Jason Shelley, 19-29, threw a couple of picks. They held Missouri State under 100 yards, just 73 net yards on the ground for the Bears against South Dakota State this past weekend. I thought that was a necessary win for South Dakota State. It was a close game. It was competitive. But they pull away. They win by two touchdowns. And now they can exhale a couple of weeks, right? They get Western Illinois at home next weekend, South Dakota at home the week after. And then right smack dab in the middle of October, the Dakota marker game in Fargo. And I think these teams are, are going to start playing their best football ahead of this game. And, and it, it, they're, they're not going to lose again before the matchup. They're just It's not going to happen. I think South Dakota's a good football team. I don't see them going to South Dakota State and winning that game. North Dakota State gets Youngstown State and goes on the road to Indiana State. Two games they'll be favored by a bunch of points in. So, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about these two teams the next couple of weeks. We'll, we'll mention what they're doing and what they're up against. But they're going into that Dakota marker game with two losses. Arizona beat NDSU by three points. Iowa beat South Dakota State by four points. Man, I just, you know, you wish that South Dakota State could have just found the end zone against Iowa and found a way to win that game. And you, you just wish that North Dakota State had a few more minutes on the clock to take care of Arizona and Tucson because that would have been even more intriguing with two power five wins on each side going into that matchup. It's, it, it doesn't take away from the matchup, in my opinion. It just would have added to an already epic matchup, Dakota Marker game, coming up here in a couple of weeks. Hey, the Southland Conference, been a little slept on, right? I mean, you figure it, it was going to be a top-heavy year, UIW, they come out of the gate. And, and really, UIW, prior to this past weekend, much like how I feel about Sac State, I mean, if, if there was no such thing as a preseason ranking and there was no such thing as reputations, let's face it, North Dakota State, South Dakota State, they're clearly top five teams in the FCS. But if you were to, to make rankings based off of resumes and you had no knowledge of these programs and what they had done in previous years, it would be hard to argue against like Sac State, Incarnate Word, getting number one votes in the FCS polls. Right? I mean, and, and that's, the, that's the age-old question, right? It's, it's like in the FBS, the, the constant argument is, well, you know, this team's 5-0, and but if they're in the SEC, they'd be a top-10 team. There, there's probably some truth to that. I'm not trying to light up the, the pollers, the voters by any means, but UIW going to southeastern Louisiana. Days of Cole Kelly are over. But southeastern Louisiana found a way. Came from behind. Cephas Johnson the third, their starting quarterback, gets knocked out early with injury. Next man up. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. 
And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Nobody impressed me as much as Southeastern this past weekend. Uh, Southland Conference play. They hosted a top 10 UIW Incarnate Word program. Of course, UIW, I mean, who's been able to stop them so far? coming into last weekend. I mean, they, they put 55 on Nevada in an FBS win. We all remember how terrific of a contest it was last year in the Southland when UIW and Southeastern met. Coach Selfo joins us uh, here live on, on the FCS Fever podcast. Coach, thanks for taking some time. 41-35, you knock off UIW, 17 points. You come from behind in the fourth quarter. Give me your thoughts on, on a really impressive win over a really good football team. Well, you know, uh, like you said, we have been playing these guys uh, back and forth uh, for years. It's been close games. And, uh, you know, so as we knew this game was going to be close, we felt it would be uh, one of those ones that will come down to the wire just like all the other ones have, and that's what happened. Lindsey Scott, their quarterback, you saw him a couple of times at, at Nichols, and obviously that's your, your rival over there. Did it help you at all having seen him on film, albeit in a little bit of a different system at UIW? Yeah, it, we're, we're familiar with him, so kind of knew some of the things that he liked to do and not like to do, uh, but he was in a better system or a different system uh, at Nichols than he is now at UIW. And I think he's more comfortable at UIW, to tell you the truth, and his productivity has really gone up. So, uh, you know, I'd be interested to watch him the rest of the way this, this uh, season, see how he progresses. Frank Selfo, our guest, Southeastern, back in the top 25 after a victory over UIW, opening up Southland Conference play this weekend. Uh, tell me a little bit about your quarterback, Eli Sawyer. Obviously, everybody knew about Cole Kelly and the terrific job he did for you guys in your program in previous years. But uh, this guy stepped up when you really needed him to, as did Carlos Washington Jr., who runs for 120 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, you know, Eli really did a good job. When Cephas went down, uh, he came in, and he's a calm, cool kid, uh, did a good job reading, managing everything, doing what we asked him to do, didn't make any mistakes. Uh, and like you said, with Carlos, really, you know, it propelled us uh, throughout the game and allowed us to stay on the field. Our third down conversions was 10 to 16, Chris, and that kept us on the field and kept them off of the field, which was just as important. And uh, Carlos was a big part of that, being able to punch in some uh, big yardage for first downs. 
I felt like a lot of a lot of people, and, and I know you don't really pay attention to this, but a lot of people in the media, a lot of people who cover FCS, they're kind of sleeping on Southeastern. Obviously, you open against back-to-back FBS opponents. I thought you played really well against Louisiana, and then you ran into a really good Florida Atlantic team in Boca Raton week two. So you open 0-2, but then you bounce back at home. You put up 70 against Central Connecticut State, and then you beat UIW, a top-10 program previously this past weekend. How'd you guys keep the, the energy up, the confidence up after those back-to-back FBS losses? Look, Chris, it was you know, we had a lot of new guys playing, and uh, that's what I think sometimes people just look at scores and then they place their votes that way. Well, I'm, all I say is just come on down, watch the film, and then are you to come down here to Hammond and come play us? And that's what we're trying to do. We're going to end up playing by the time the year's over with four different conferences. Now, obviously, I was in the Southland, but the NEC, the WAC, A-Sun, and the OVC, and uh, that's good for us. That's good for our brand to get it out there on a national level. That's where we wanted to be. We've been competitive in the nation uh, the last, you know, three years. We've been in the playoffs, been in the top 25, and, uh, you know, right off the bat, you lose a couple FBS games and people don't think you're any good, and we really are. we got a good football team. We play hard, and uh, we'll go play anybody anywhere at any time as long as you return the game back here to Hammond America. Yeah, that's right, Hammond America, Strawberry Stadium. That's where Southeastern plays. You'll, you'll have a couple more home games here before hitting the road later in October, taking on Jacksonville State. Obviously, they are transitioning, not eligible for the FCS postseason, but that would be a nice resume win for your program. Give me your thoughts on the state of the Southland right now. Obviously, there's been some shuffling. There's been some realignment. You've got less conference games than you've had in previous years, but it still looks like there are some really good teams in this conference. Well, I think, you know, with the Lamar coming back in, UIW coming back in from the WAC, uh, that, you know, it's, that's what happens when you get real smart people making stupid decisions like the presidents and athletic directors did with those schools, you know. And uh, th- they know where they belong. They belong down here in the Southland. And we're a competitive conference. We, we understand each other's uh, strengths and weaknesses, but we also know that when you go to a place like McNeese and have to play there, that's a tough environment. Thibodeau is a tough environment. Uh, Northwestern and Natchitoches is a tough environment. And then come here to Hammond. Look, it's a, it's a, we got a heck of a place. We have a lot of success here in Strawberry Stadium. And people struggle to come down here to play us. And uh, they just look back and they, they see us beating up on each other. But uh, there's not too many teams that come down here and end up winning. Coach Selfo, Southeastern, joining us. Last thing, you got Murray State on the docket this weekend. It's the Hall of Fame game on Saturday at 6 p.m. Central. What do you know about the racers? This is, a, this is a good football team. I think they're trying to find uh, their uh, identity, you know, as to who they are. They, they, I know their quarterback got hurt in the first game against Texas Tech, uh, so they kind of played musical chairs at that position the last couple of weeks. Then this past week uh, for uh, uh, against Eastern Illinois, they settled in on a, a big left-hander that can throw the football, man. He was accurate. They got some weapons on the outside. Uh, number 30 is a good heck of a running back. And uh, defensively, they're all over the place. Chris. They come at you from all kinds of different angles. Uh, there are guys get involved in the box. They're a physical football team. It's going to be a heck of a cha- uh, challenge for us up front on both sides of the football. Frank Selfo, Southeastern head coach. Congratulations on the success, and we wish you continued success as you flip the calendar to October. Thanks so much for your time. Well, thanks for having me on, Chris. I'd be on there anytime you need me, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate let's, it. Let's do it again soon. Thanks, Coach. Okay.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You got to love the energy he brings. You got to love it. I hope we can talk to him again. And, and look, Southeastern very much back in the mix to be an at-large team if they don't win the Southland. But how big is that? I mean, they've got the tiebreaker now. And and, and let, let's look at the Southland. Now, Nichols has been disappointing out of the gate. You don't really know what to make of McNeese, Northwestern State. We'll see if those teams can kind of flip a switch as conference play goes on. But it, it looks like the Southland's going to be a two-bid conference again come the FCS playoffs. Certainly a shakeup out that way. Tiebreaker, Southeastern, Louisiana. Easier said than done to, like, run the table and just kind of put a check mark next to the rest of your games. But outside of that road contest at Jacksonville State, I don't I don't see where Southeastern or UIW aren't going to be favored moving forward. Got to give some love to the Salukis of Southern Illinois. They were, like, arguably the most disappointing team first two weeks of the season maybe that's more praise to UIW because they absolutely worked them back in week one Southern Illinois they got that big FBS Big Ten win at Northwestern and and as I expected they responded with a resounding win 34-17 against a really good North Dakota team this past weekend Elon man Elon out of nowhere down 28-10 at the half at William and Mary and I'm a big fan of William and Mary. We had Mike London, their head coach, on a few weeks back after they pulled off the FBS win at Charlotte. Matt McKay, he's back on a contender. Second half, Elon outscores William and Mary 25-3. They win the game 35-31. How's that for a CAA opener? Really good stuff from Elon. I think those are both playoff teams. CAA's loaded, man. CAA is really good. They're really good everywhere. It's it's not just the top-heavy league. Association, whatever. Monmouth goes to Nova, beats them 49-42. Monmouth, maybe a bid stealer coming out of the CAA where you thought you might get an at-large team elsewhere. Big Sky, Montana State, they were tested. Tommy Malott out with a head injury. Doesn't sound like he's going to play This weekend, it's a nationally televised game against UC Davis. On the red turf, Montana State, they sneak by Eastern Washington. Eastern's 1-2, 0-1 in the big sky. Eastern, they got to go to the swamp, going to Florida, angry Florida bunch. It's almost disappointing. I mean, look, I, I think Eastern's good. I don't know if they're playoff good. 
it's kind of a, a strange year, like a transition year of sorts. And this is nothing against Gunner talking to him because he's actually kind of exceeded my expectation out of the gate. But this is no Eric Berrier, Gage Gubru, Vernon Adams type of Eastern Washington-led team. I was, I was rather impressed with how well they competed against Montana State. I don't know if I should be worried about Montana State at this point because remember how good that defense was in the postseason in particular last year? Gave up almost 70 to Oregon State the week before, and then they gave up 35 to Eastern Washington. Those are two teams that can move the football, that can score the football, get a better idea about them when they host UC Davis on national TV in Bozeman this weekend, but uh, they're in, in need of a a resounding defensive performance because they weren't really tested out of the gate. First couple of weeks, heavy favorites in Bozeman. Be interested to see how they, they fare against Dan Hawkins and, and what they're going to try to draw up this week. Jason Eck, Idaho, they've impressed me since the first snap. I mean, they had Washington State on the ropes. They had Indiana on the ropes. They couldn't finish the deal in those games. They get their first win at home week three. They go to Northern Arizona. It's not easy to win at Northern Arizona. The elevation's like 7,000 feet, walk up Sky Dome. There's been years where NAU hasn't been good, but they've beaten good teams. They've challenged good teams. Heck, they, they just beat Sam Houston State 10-3 a few weeks ago. Idaho looks really good. Idaho looks really good. Uh, they, could be a, they could be a sneaky team to, to get to 7-8 wins and put some pressure on the committee. 27-10. Their defense, more so than their offense in, in terms of how surprising it's been, has impressed me. Like, you knew Jason Eck, the brilliant offensive mind he is, you figured that he'd immediately make the Idaho offense better. And that's true. But defense is really good. 27-10, they shut out NAU in the second half. Montana didn't have any trouble with Portland State, 53-16. Portland State, I mean, what do you make of Portland State? They almost beat San Jose State week one. And then they don't come close against a, a top 25 FBS team at Washington week two. No, no shame in that. And then you get blown out of, at Montana. See if Portland State can kind of have a measuring stick game in the near future. Austin P. And I, I know I, I know I'm diving out of the big sky here for a moment because I want to circle back. But, man, I mean, you want to talk about – it was like a, a second-half dominant – performance from so many programs this past week in the FCS. Mentioned Elon, what they did. Idaho pitching a shutout. Northern Arizona in the second half. South Dakota State turning it up in the second half. North Dakota State coming back in the second half. Austin P looked dead in the rights. And it's, it's hard not to root for Walt Wells. It's hard not to root for Scotty Walden. We've had both of those guys on the podcast already this year. I'm sure we're going to talk to them again at some point. This A-Sun whack league is a lot better than I expected. Eastern Kentucky goes up 23 at the half. And knowing how fiery and how passionate of a guy Scotty Walden, Austin P head coach is, he, he must have had an Emmy Award winning halftime script for his team because Austin P, the governors came out in the second half with their hair on fire. DeLillo, the quarterback, top 10 in the country in passing yards. He said, I'm, I'm going to keep it on the ground. Dude ran for 181, three tutties, 
28-0 Austin P. They erased a 23 deficit at the break. They went 31-20, dominating the second half. Tale of two halves there. Eastern Kentucky dominated the first half. Austin P. for real. They are for real at 4-1. And, and remember that one loss was a, a three-point loss, or a, rather a, a touchdown loss at Western Kentucky back in week zero. And they had the FBS Hilltoppers on the ropes. Mercer picked up a nice road win, 45-14 at Gardner-Webb. Houston Baptist, now Houston Christian, they were shut out at Texas State. Just had to mention that they, they made that name change. So when we mention Houston Christian in future weeks, it, it's Houston Baptist, formerly known as Houston Baptist. Uh, the, the, the most mind-boggling score uh, came out of Nacogdoches, Texas, and you've probably seen it on social media because I saw it quite a bit on social media. Stephen F. Austin puts up 98 points in a win at home against a program you've never heard of. Couldn't tell you if they were D2, NAIA, high school team. 98 nothing. they beat Warner. I saw a controversial tweet out there this weekend that said that Stephen F. Austin, after they scored their last touchdown to go up 98 nothing, that they went for two. And I was about ready to, to come on the podcast and, and rip them because, I mean, what is that? But they didn't go for two. They, they, they kneeled it down. They, they, didn't, they stopped kicking extra points there at the end. So uh, if, if you didn't watch the game, you saw the box score and you saw two-point conversion failed, but that's because they, they put a knee down to the turf um, doing some more background checking into this game. Stephen F. Austin, they lost this game when Lamar made the, the switch back to the Southland. And so they had to, to call somebody to fill the game, and they couldn't really get a competitive opponent. Uh, Stephen F. Austin still one of the more disappointing teams through September. We'll see if they can turn things back around. I mean, that, like I said, ace on whack. They're going to have opportunities to turn it around. They're going to have opportunities to put together a postseason resume. Circling back to the Big Sky, I mean, it was the latest game on Saturday. Weber State at UC Davis. And man, this this Weber State team, I had a feeling. I didn't want to I didn't want to jump the gun early. But like they're so back. They could easily win the Big Sky this year. Do I think they're they're better than Montana at and Sac State at this point? I don't I don't necessarily think so. But Weber State's, they're back, and, and, and they're, they're Weber State good. 17-12. That is such a Jay Hill Weber State win score at UC Davis. 17-12, Weber's 4-0. I felt like everybody kind of knew they were back after the Utah State win, resounding four-tutty win at the FBS level in the Mountain West. A buddy of mine jokingly texted me, it, it said, you know, we ought to have a, a relegation of conferences, right? We got to have the Big Sky, the Mountain West, and the Pac-12. We just got to we got to shuffle around the teams based on how they perform against each other. But seriously, to go to Davis to limit Yolanzo Gilliam Jr. And, and look, Davis Davis still put up some big numbers on offense, but when it came down to scoring, 
Weber State was able to make the plays on defense. Bronson Barron, just good enough, 200 yards, touchdown and interception. Josh Davis, 20 carries, 100 yards. Nice to see Dante McMillan getting back in the fold. He had a, a resounding six-carry, 52-yard, one-touchdown game. And, and Jacob Sharp on the outside to go along with the veterans, Hayden Meacham, Hayes Hadley, Ty McPherson, Jacob Sharp, perhaps the, the best young receiver in the big sky that you don't know a whole lot about. Already this year, 19 catches, 310 yards. Weber State, they're rolling. They're 4-0. Remember, they started 1-3 last year. Davis beat them in a similar low-scoring game in Ogden. Weber State was still a top-20 team when they were 1-3 last year. They'd lost to James Madison. They'd lost to Utah. No real shame in that. Weber State, prior to last fall, they had won four straight Big Sky titles. I wouldn't be surprised if this team wins the Big Sky. Uh, am I worried about UC Davis? I mean, UC Davis, you can almost flip the script on them. It, they're almost kind of like what Weber State was at, at the start of last year. But what's tough about the FCS is, is when you have a tough slate off the bat and you start 1-3 like Weber did last year, like Davis has this year, you force yourself to be nearly perfect the rest of the way. And, and we mentioned Davis goes to Montana State, nationally televised game at Bozeman this weekend on ESPNU, 10-15 Eastern. We're going to learn a lot about those teams. We're going to figure out if, if Davis can flip the script and get back in, in that playoff conversation. Because right now at 1-3 and three with losses to Cal, no shame in that. Two-point loss at South Dakota State, no shame in that. Close loss at home to Weber. No shame in that. Schedule's going to lighten up for them. They're going to get Northern Colorado. They're going to get Northern Arizona, Cal Poly, Idaho State. All games they should be relatively heavy favorites in. Then they go to Sac State to close the season. Causeway Cup. We're going to learn a lot about UC Davis this weekend. See if Dan Hawkins' bunch against another tough September schedule can turn things around. All right, special thanks, Frank Selfo, Southeastern head coach. They're back in the top 25. I think they're putting together a playoff-worthy resume down in Hammond, America, as he called it. How awesome is that guy? This has been the FCS Fever Podcast presented by Betfred Sports on the Aaron Torres Media Feed. I'm Chris Sylvester. We'll be back at you Thursday previewing the first weekend of October, getting down to the nitty-gritty. I guess we're just starting conference play in the FCS, but we'll chat at you then. This has been the FCS Fever Podcast. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.